she already turns the interview on us. It's just it's mm-hmm. better. Verbal <laughs> Tap fans, we're continuing our cover of the Magic Hour, MAJ. I see you've heard us talking about it. Link, name, you get all that. We have Mercedes Terrell on the podcast. How are you doing this evening? I am fantastic. I'm so glad to be on with you guys. You have done a ton of interviews, and I actually, thanks to our research department here at Verbal Tap, one of the things I saw I have to ask right off the bat, you've mentioned the fifth element. I've seen it in at least two interviews (laughs) or print forms you've done. Why do you love the fifth element? I want to be clear. This is a pro fifth element podcast, but why, what, what do you gravitate? That's uh, good to know because I feel like some people don't, for whatever reasons, they just don't get it. I don't know. They don't feel like, they feel like it's cheesy or something, but I feel like it's one of the most in-depth movies ever. It was one of the, the move, the first movies probably that um, just got me thinking about, you know, if we're alone in, on this planet and all the existential questions and the fact that, you know, Lilu, Lilu Dallas in that movie, um, the fifth element, the woman who plays the fifth element is, portraying this missing link essentially like this other element that is needed in order to complete this um journey i guess that we're all on together as earthlings so i don't know i think it just put a lot of pieces together for my young mind when that movie came out and i it really resonated because it was you know in a sense um a way that I could see someone put those ideas and questions, like all the existential questions together in a way that made sense, you know, and, and allowed that story to play out through that movie. So that was did, really cool. Did you watch that movie when it came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. So you, you were right. One of the first people I didn't see it for months after. Cause my sister and I would see like a whole bunch of movies together. And that was one that she went without me on. And I was like, Oh, you went, what? <laughs> So Why you, would you see that without me? You oh abstained out of her. <laughs> well, I did. I was just like, well, fine. I'll wait till it comes out then. And then when I saw it, she's like, oh, you're going to love it. And I was like, oh, it feels even worse. And I did love it. It's a very entertaining movie. You all are going way yeah, deeper, like though. Because I'm just well, obsessed with that. Well, the newer version, like, it might look old, the CG, the old school CG. You know, today might look cheesy. But oh, it looks if you, great. I no, think that... the newest it's still pretty badass, right? But the the newer version, I feel like, is Annihilation. If you guys or your listeners have not seen Annihilation with Natalie Portman, that movie is probably on my top three movies of all time right now, which it just came out like a few months ago. So. Does it have a microwave that you can order any food in? Because that was going to be my first <laughs> question. That did okay. <laughs> so and that's how you can tell you're much more in shape than I am. That was my first. I was like, I just really want that fr- that microwave situation. But and I, I wanted the makeup mask that she just clips <laughs> on her face, like click, and then she's got full makeup. She's ready to go. That would have saved so much time in my life. And I got to ask this because you said one of your top three and you mentioned the other one, but you seem to be on a big sci-fi kick here. Is the third one also a huge sci-fi movie? Um, no, Tombstone. Well, I mean, I love Interstellar, so that's it's probably got to explode around there too. I got, yeah, Tombstone is literally one of my all-time favorite movies. And I don't even, I couldn't tell you exactly why, just because I think it's, it's just one of the most badass Westerns ever made. You can't really, you can't really go anywhere from there. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say, I, I want to say the top movies of my life, like round out with, 
if you ever watched Tank Girl, did you ever watch Tank Girl? That was a cult classic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Lori Petty at her finest, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I have an eclectic bag, I guess. It's all right. I'm going to put you in charge of film festivals because those are amazing. Right? <laughs> Love it. It's like, you can find her at Mercedes Durrell, and we now expect more movie updates. <laughs> She'll keep us posted. <laughs> if something bumps the top three, follow her on all of the I things there. I let you guys know, yes. There we go. For sure. Tombstone. I was not expecting that after the first two, but you don't have to. I mean, that's Kurt Russell just looking amazing with a well, mustache. That's and also Val Kilmer. And, I mean, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer all time. So I just did it. Actually, I did a contest on my Instagram like a couple weeks ago, and I was I played um, Doc Holliday, which you got to go back and look at that if you haven't because it's ridiculous, and I actually pulled off the costume pretty well. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Is there a Bellator Halloween event? We can convince them that it's like, hold on. Right? You've got to let her do her Val Kilmer. Shut up. There was going to be. I was going to be ready with that, but we just changed our um, – we actually were going to be in uh, Thackertville at Windstar Casino for Halloween, but now we are there on, I think, November 8th or so, the next week or so. Yeah. Loses the appeal. It's like Christmas lights too long. People looking like you're a crazy <laughs> totally. person. <laughs> Dress up in November. <laughs> so, yeah. What you're doing exactly. a podcast now. There's you also. I've learned you have a fashion line in addition. So you you seem like another no sleep person, acting model. <laughs> What's it like to transition to the talking world, where it sounds like you're spending a good amount of your time now podcasting? Give us give us the transition feelings. Um, I, so yeah, I kind of grew up loving art and designing my own clothes a lot of the time, um, painting, drawing, all kinds of whatever kind of arts and crafts I could get my hands on. And that transitioned later in my life to making my own, um, custom garment design manufacturing company, which I did all the, the design for. Um, and that was like an easy transition. It was kind of obvious, but of course I was modeling at the same time. And I, you know, Jade and I, built this relationship we basically became like sisters being on the road together with Bellator for years and years and now that has transitioned us in into podcast hosts and that kind of just the idea of hearing my voice was already annoying just because I've never for whatever reasons you know everyone's annoyed with their own voice for whatever reason and so that was initially like just a turn off for me so (laughs) (laughs) so um but after getting over that, I mean, I've always been kind of a, I want to call it like a self, self-help guinea pig, you know, like, okay, well, let's see, what's the next thing I need to fix in myself and, and then go after that and research it and figure out um, how I can start employing that in my life and practicing it. And so little by little, and Jade's very similar in that way. So we kind of would trade secrets and um, trade books and all that. And so we just decided that we knew a lot of things that helped us a ton and maybe we could help other people by first of all, asking the, you know, the authors of the books that we were reading or the Ted talk speakers that we were listening or to or gurus. whatever it was we were finding help from. Yeah. All the gurus that we, it's my we favorite title, by the way, that and sex guru? coach guru is first sex coach yeah. is second, <laughs> followed by a long list of other I illustrious. Like, I like tantric. Yeah, I feel like tantric coach because it feels like 
everybody thinks that's so mysterious, but basically it's just like a sex coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tantric activator. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so then it just it just kind of tr- got to this point where we were like, okay, can we do this? And you know, are, are these type of people going to want to have this conversation with us? And uh, I think little by little, we've been building our confidence in that fact because we that, definitely. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, you've hit the episode forty. We've talked about this. You're coming up on a year. Uh, when do you feel like you hit a first level? Give because I we've been doing a lot of shows. It feels like it takes you know twenty thirty episodes before you really start to get that groove. So I'm just curious your feedback as you as you all ventured in. Yeah. For sure. I think um, we might be like the most, <laughs> maybe, I feel like we're the most overly prepared podcast, according to other podcast hosts that we've had on. They're like, damn, you guys really put a lot into this. But um, we write these like extensive bios for our guests. And then we also, um, you know, send them their questions. And we have this whole, you know, I don't know, I want to call it like a, we have a checklist of things. Well, it's researched. That, that we is how I described it in the yeah. notes. It's like researched discussions. It's not just a, so. Tell us about yourself and intro stuff. You kind of move past that. Oh, for sure. It, with the guests, I mean, we only have on people that we found incredibly helpful for our own lives. From like I said, from their book or from their whatever they spoke on or whatever it was. However, we found them. But um, yeah, I think. Um your initial question though was how did we become comfortable or are we comfortable? Well, no, you kind of answered it. You kind of, as you've, as you've evolved into it and it's, it's just fascinating to hear your, your transition. Cause you seem just from the interviews, you seem super comfortable talking and it sounded like this show had started way back when just you two talking at Bellator. Do you have some road stories in terms of Bellator that you reflect on still? Cause we'll take one like, Best food city, worst food city? Um, I would say as far as Bellator, it's always been, you know, we're just a traveling circus. It's like any on any tour that's on the road all the time. And I mean, Jade and I have been in our in a tornado together where we had to literally, what? <laughs> literally all the power went out. I mean, is this the type of story you want to get into? Like some ridiculous thing that's happened? Well, now I have to. I mean, you You said tornado. You obviously saw the movie Twister. There's no (laughs) ratings that can beat that. I mean. I know. And it's funny. um, I was on another show the other day. A friend of ours, Eric Gossi, has a a really incredible show. He's he's a depth psychologist. And um, the questions he asks are trying to figure out the myths that make us. So, like, the stories that we've told ourselves our entire lives that create who we end up being and one of the questions he asks is what was the first book you ever remember like getting read to you as a child or first story you remember a lot of it for for kids nowadays is like disney movies and and you know usually something more visual than a book kids or parents aren't really reading books anymore i guess to kids but anyway mine was the wizard of oz and i literally like if you think about that story i ended up exactly like dorothy but um, it's funny that I ended up in a tornado as well. So <laughs> later in life, and you know, um, survived it. Yeah, just got tougher and a cool we tornado story. It. it was sketchy as hell, though. So we were in Oklahoma, which we sure. tend to go to a lot, and um, 
and those of you who don't know, that's like, you know, the Bible Belt there is Tornado Alley. And it was in tornado season, and all of a sudden, you know, we had gotten back from weigh-ins, and the, the skies looked a little bit ominous, and we got into our hotel rooms, and I'm telling you, maybe 30 minutes later, and all this hail was hitting the window, and it was literally coming up and not down. Like, the hail was going up. So I was like, okay, am I in the twilight zone or what's going on? And then as soon as I did that, the, all the lights went out in the hotel. I was like, all right, I think we're in the middle of a tornado. And um, I went out out in the hallway, which the hallway had, like, a, the emergency strobe lights on. So just imagine this eerie scene. It's like a black, pitch black hotel. You hear a huge storm and the hail hitting your window. And then it's completely like a horror film with the in strobe mur- light happening. Just Murderville, nowhere, Oklahoma. <laughs> like, Oklahoma, exactly. I love you, but you don't have a lot of, lug- like, trees or anything to stare at. No. And this was, like, in Concho or Newkirk or some city that you no one has ever heard of. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so I walk outside, and I'm in my Bellator robe because I just put on Tanner. You know, I'm like, so I was, like, naked. Put on my Bellator robe. I walk outside, and I go to Jade's room down the hall, and I knock on her door. She's not answering. I'm knocking on her door to, like, get her so we can go downstairs because this is a tornado. I've never been in a tornado before. And she opens the door, and she had been sleeping and she she was naked too. And she, I'm like, Jade, there's a tornado. We need to go downstairs. And she's like, Am I dreaming? She thought I, she was dreaming because it was so. Just Have you two out of a seen a horror story. movie? Put some clothes yeah. on. You can't just go running around. <laughs> That's not helpful. Tensions are already high. <laughs> so we end up. She gets her robe on. Now we're in our. Be- These are our Bellator robes, by the way. Not just like a robe in the hotel. These are the we had our Bellator robes. <laughs> They are, some of them are larger. They're yeah. bigger, right? They look like almost boxer robes. Or am I thinking of these the These were not. Ones? These were like okay, the these short are small. ones okay. They were not for warmth. Now they're for warmth because it's freezing in those arenas. <laughs> but, um, so we come out of there, and there's a lady standing at the top of the stairwell, and we're looking down the stairwell. We're all standing in the strobe light in just a pitch black hotel hallway. And you can hear the storm. It's super loud. And you hear this door at the bottom of the stairs that we are tr- we want to go down because we need to get down to the lobby. And obviously you can't take the elevator when there's no electricity. So this door is like slamming back and forth. We can see it. And the storm is just like coming into the, the room down at the bottom of the stairs at the landing. And so we're waiting. And the lady's like, I don't, I can't, we can't go down there. We're barefoot, you know. And finally, it's, the storm sucks it sucks the door closed and so we run down there it's like a foot of water at the base of the stairwell mm. we drop through that and then we end up in the lobby with uh we get greeted by one of our cameramen duke they had been having a barbecue apparently outside and they brought it inside because of the, the storm and they had like bruschetta i remember getting handed as soon as we walked through the door we're just like terrified we mm. walk through the door into the lobby and we get handed a glass of like a, a red cup, like a solo cup of wine and a plate of bruschetta on bread. Okay. So Oklahoma pulls through. I want to apologize to the good people of Oklahoma. Yeah. No one was murdered. You were greeted with like a barbecue at the end of this. That's good. Yeah. Well then we went to the front desk. The front desk chick is like, Oh, no big deal. It's not a. It's not that bad of a storm unless you hear the the sirens go on. You know those air raid sirens. And literally, as soon as she says that, the sirens go on. We're like, all right, we'll be in the uh, basement for the rest of the night. There was no basement, but we hid from all the windows. So. That's a, you but see her get up, right. walk outside. She's like, I don't know. She's got to <laughs> eye at first. Yeah. 
These are my people. We're in the eye of a tornado. It's no big deal. I grew up <laughs> six hours north of Oklahoma, so I, I don't have a ton to talk about. I'm right there. It was Kansas. <laughs> it's fine. Well, uh, that's not worse or anything. No. Say, <laughs> so, hey, a little tone deeply in that. This has been a, a ton of fun for us in terms of we we only get to so many questions for you before we obviously have to uh, kick you back to your insanely chaotic life. Do you have <laughs> any dirt on some fighters we can have from the Bellator years just for free? Raph, there's no way she'll answer this question, but I'm asking it anyway. <laughs> I, I support um, it. Let's just say that I I never I don't want I don't know if I would call myself lucky or unlucky I I, I would call myself lucky but um I didn't ever date any of the the fighters you know but in the world of ring girls that is kind of the infamous part of the job right like these ring girls dating fighters or um, maybe <laughs> I'm not going to name any other organizations out there but Dang. Uh, <laughs> there, there's some bad rumors out there about ring girls and. Uh, staff of their organizations, let's call it that, and how they get their jobs and whatnot, whatnot. Well, Bellator always had a really strict policy on ring girls fraternizing with um, fighters. So that was kind of... That always works, by the way. Put rules on it. I've I've heard that really. That helps. (laughs) It does something. It makes you hide and make more secrets, I guess, or be better at keeping secrets. I don't know. (laughs) But in any case, there definitely was a lot of secrets... uh, that I, I will hold till my grave. But yes. So you're not going to say Quentin Jackson's a crier <laughs> before his fights I'm, or. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Let's okay. see. I don't know. Let's oh. see any of their, their weird, like lucky charms or anything. I don't know specifically. Well, Most we, of the guys are pretty damn normal once you get to know them, you know? Yeah. And we get to talk to a lot of fighters. We just hear a lot of funny stuff about people that are in the cage right before the fight or right during. Like you get a just different sense of it. A lot of people puke. Yeah. Well, Raph likes to be cage side for that type <laughs> well, of stuff. So <laughs> I tend to be a photographer for a number of different events, and so I kind of see what you see. And there was a recent event that I attended where they kind of forgot to give us a credential. They were like, "Oh, come in, we've got you." And they're like, "Wait right here, I'm going to go get your credential." And then the event started, and I go, "Okay." Well, this is weird. Yeah. I don't I don't see that there's a spot here. And the promoter comes over and he goes, Hey, get out of here. I need my ring girls to sit here. And I was just like like they're looking at me and they're like, I'm so sorry. And I go, It's not your fault. It's totally fine. <laughs> and people are always like, Yeah, photographers of ring girls tend to get uh along pretty well for the main reason of all of us just going like, We're just here for our job. We're just trying to do our work. Don't yeah, make it well, weird. Well not only that, but I mean m- ring girls a.k.a. models, and photographers usually get along pretty well because they work together. Right, you know, they so, when, each other, so. The, so when one dude is just losing his shit and being, it's like we're looking at each other like, we're fine. I don't think they so thought I was There's a lot of gonna... power tripping going on, for oh, sure. Absolutely. So we were just laughing because the ring girls were almost like, do you want to like, do you, do you want, and I was like, no, no, you guys are great. And my sister, she does photography with me. She definitely has ones where she's like, she goes, I don't want to say anything against other ring girls, but these are my favorite ring girls. So I'm like, oh, my <laughs> sister even has favorites. That's so dope. Next yeah. time, Raph, yell, get them bigger robes, and just walk <laughs> off indignantly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Put those girls in pants, for God's sake. They're freezing out here. People don't realize that most of the arenas we're at are hockey rinks half the time, you know? So it's cold, mm-hmm. icy ground underneath, underneath whatever we've built on top of it. Yep. I, I've talked with many a fighter who has definitely said they're like, I just get so cold so quick. That's their number one concern, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're holding them right before they go on, you know, go into the cage. And they're freezing back. They're just doing jumping jacks trying to stay warm. Yep. And plus just your nerves make you get yeah. cold. I don't know. For me, that's how I am. I've always had like anxiety issues and I'm always freezing when I'm nervous. So. Well, we, we had one fighter who's a buddy of mine. He uh, They made him swing fight, but they didn't tell him. They had him get ready and then he became like the after show fight. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he was getting ready. He was getting warm. And then they're like, are you warm? And he goes, yeah. And they go, well, don't get warm. You're not going until after the event. And he's just, cool. just like looking around at himself being like, there was a better way to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of, um, you know, fans of, of MMA probably don't realize that little stuff that seems like it seems it doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you're the fighter and you're sitting there for, you know, I don't know, seven hours sometimes waiting for your fight all that anxiety and all those hormones and all the, you know, stress of waiting for your fight and then having to warm up and cool down because it's a TV show. It has to go when it has to go. Everybody has to worry about the timing of the show more than anything else. So you might just be, you know, warming up for no reason and then sitting for hours and warming up again and they're still holding and holding and holding. So it's just the fighters don't get enough credit for all that extra that, that happens too. Absolutely. Well, the show is the magic hour, M-A-J-I-C. Join the magic mob. Give it a listen. You have undoubtedly already gone. Uh, we did notice either with Jay, we keep, we're worried just only semi that our fans are going to completely abandon us. Be like, well, we mm-hmm. don't need them anymore now at all. <laughs> but it, it turns out. So, uh, but we'll see. Time will tell. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you all, especially beyond just the podcast and and getting to see you in the cage. But you can be found all over the place. Mercedes Terrell, super accessible actress, model, designer, and now podcaster. Uh, thanks for coming on the yes. show this evening. Oh, and Cat Mom. Damn it. And I'm a crazy cat lady for sure. (laughs) But I also just wanted to mention on top of your point there about your guys' show, the thing is that you guys are, you know, you you bring all these different aspects about MMA to your listeners. And that's that's something that's really awesome. I think people really appreciate being able to see behind the scenes. But the way that our show does it is completely different. You know, we're usually on a very spiritual woo-woo side of it, or we get into the science of how they – you know, do their their um, different rituals and practices for their their training camps and such. So I feel like, and it's highly not just surrounding MMA. I mean, we talk to all kinds of people, like I said, authors and um, speakers and everything else. So we all don't worry. There's room for all of us here. That's but it why is we're funny, and that's where the territory <laughs> of us comes. That's about whatever you all are making jokes. I'm like, hey. Hey, let's calm down on my commute. So, yeah. no, it's uh, it's absolute <laughs> love, and thank you again, uh, Mercedes. Thank you. Thank you.
number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is 347-1.